Everybody, welcome to Punk Till I Die, number twenty-three. And unlike the rest of the world, we are not freaking out over here. No, that was that was "Freak Out" by Teenage Bottle Rocket. Rocket. Yeah, fantastic so song, fantastic that band. That voice, that voice you hear there—that is Liverpool Neil. I am Tom Trauma, and we are here with episode number twenty-three. And I got to say, I think episode number twenty-three is probably going to be more depressing than our recent death episode. Uh, it's quite possible. Yeah, I mean, shit. I mean, I, I really didn't apart. want to have to. I really didn't want to have to be the one to say this, but due to the due to the spread of the coronavirus, uh, we're going to have to suspend production of the Punctual I Die podcast. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> what? Just have you, kidding. Have, if anything, you... we'll probably make more episodes if we get stuck in the house. Yeah, have you got? Have you had to go into self quarantine or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You have to cough we're or something. We're going to do like a twenty four hour marathon. Yeah. Just like drink coffee and and whiskey and just stay up and talk to keep you entertained through these savage days and nights no we're, we're not going anywhere uh i mean it's you know i'm in the pillow fortress so i don't need to go anywhere i could i could pretty much live here if somebody as long as i can get jimmy john's and pizza hut delivered or whatever jimmy john's yeah that, yeah that's all right do you, do you have do you have uh portillo's up there i don't think no i never heard of it oh yeah it's a chicago chicago thing but now they've started to spread um yeah mm. it's, a, it's a really good like it's fast food but good fast mm. food and yeah it's mm. uh it's good but anyway I digress. So, so of course, you know, the thing is, Neil, the thing that's funny to me is when we started doing this show 23 episodes ago now. <laughs> 23 we, years ago. 23 years ago, <laughs> yes, that's right. 23 episodes ago, we didn't want to, we kind of wanted it to be more timeless than timely. In other words, we didn't really want to be so dependent on the news or what was going on at the moment. I think my hope was that you could start listening to any one of these shows at any time and that it would be you know, sort of ageless, if you will. No, that's true, I and I agree with that, but unfortunately, this current situation is having such a huge effect on freaking everything now. It really we, is. We can't not, we can't not talk about it, because, um, well, you say why, Well, especially in the punk rock spectrum. I mean, in our little slice of the world, I mean, we're not trying to talk about everything here, even though we do get sidetracked occasionally. Occasionally. But, you know, within the context of, of punk rock, um, this is having a big, a big impact, and I, I've kind of felt kind of numb once it's like once the dominoes start falling they start falling fast it's like okay this is canceled this is canceled then all of a sudden it's like boom 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 everything's canceled and i'm kind of walking around in a daze and and it's not this is a bad comparison because i don't really think it's like 9 11 because it's not nearly that bad but it has that same kind of maybe like a week after 9 11 after you've had some had some time to deal with it you just kind of walking around going man what the hell is happening you know well and well in a way though in, in the days I mean, nine eleven, nine eleven was was bad. Of course, it was. But nine yes. eleven was controllable, and you know, in 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 some ways, this feels completely out of control because the government has fucked it up so much. And um, you know, you hear these terrible things coming out of Italy and China and stuff, and it just seems like, oh shit, this is going to get worse before it gets better, kind of well, thing. And, the and there's nothing not we can being, really do. You know, there's the nothing we can really do. The government is not being completely honest about it. Where if they're being a little more honest about it, they could squelch some of the fear. Yeah. If they were a little more forward with the statistics of who's dying and who's not, 
you know, we always see is, oh, 40 people dead now in the U.S. It's probably up to, up to 60 by now. But they, they really, the fact of the matter is the most vulnerable elements of our society are most vulnerable to this. Most of us will be able to get this and not, not have issues. The death rate for somebody in my age group is, you know, three or four in a thousand. Right. Which, don't get me wrong, it sucks if you're one of those three or four. But it's hardly, you know, instant death sentence at this point. I mean, who knows? We don't even know how many people have already had it. Well, that's if you the thing. have it, yeah. quite frankly, you got an immunity to it. Right. Well, that's the thing, because also there's been, there's been so little testing over here that you don't even... I mean, the numbers can't be accurate because we haven't been able to test for the damn thing. So, um, but anyway, you know, in everything I watch, every news piece, it's got different information, you know? Wear a mask. Mask doesn't do any good, you know? Uh, wash your hands. Eh, washing your hands isn't going to do anything. Keep kids out of school. No, don't keep kids out of school because then nurses will have to stay home. You know, so everybody's got a different take on this thing. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm not a you know doctor, so I don't want to you know be too much of a jerk about it. But it, it certainly, I'm going to err on the side of this is a little overblown. And the fact of the matter is that the government is just instituting these sort of suspension of constitutional rights, sort of randomly is pretty scary to me. And it's funny because you got two sides of things. And this is even like my punk rock friends. Some of them are like, like me and are going, are you kidding me? The government is now officially suspended the right to assembly. And other people are going, the government's not doing enough. In other words, these same people yeah. who are screaming about the fascist government want the government to be more fascist. I think there's a little bit of a, like a, a disconnect going on here in people's brains. Yeah. But I mean, I think if, you know, if they hadn't disbanded the, you know, the Center for Disease Control or whatever, oh, you know, a couple months ago, we might have been a bit more prepared for this, but, you know. Yeah. Oh, listen, man, I'm not I'm not defending the orange one. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't think it that way. But, I mean, you know, people, people seem to struggle with the fact that you can hate both of the established political oh, parties for sure. as the oligarchy that they are. Yeah, yeah. No, it's no, like, oh, no if doubt. you say anything bad about Obama, then you must love Trump. Or you say anything bad about, you know, Hillary, you must love Trump. Or if you say anything, you know, it's just uh, whatever. Right. Or if you say anything bad about Trump, you must love Bernie or whatever. You know, I hate them. I, honestly, I think they're all scumbags for the most part. <laughs> Self-serving demigods. But it's funny, anyway, I, you know, the, the song... I, we, we also try to avoid politics. So, yeah, we're doing well. I'm doing well on that today already. Well, it's, it's, it's tough right now. These these are tough, weird, weird-ass times, right? But yeah. the, the song we played at the beginning, Freak Out by Teenage Bottle Rocket, that is... Uh, I chose that because talk about a sign of the times. People freaking the fuck out yeah. with at the stores buying everything off the goddamn shelves. Like <laughs> like the, like like the stores aren't going to be open this week. I I I I always go grocery shopping at eight o'clock on a Sunday morning, right? Because yep. I don't like people okay. at the best of times, and I especially yeah, yeah. don't like them in the grocery store. Yeah, and uh, so I'm doing kids. yeah. Oh, what and people bumping into you. It's like they don't know how to use a cart and stuff, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I'm there on my regular grocery shop this morning, and the store is normally empty. And of course, today it wasn't. Half the shelves are empty, and I see a lady putting like eight things of cereal into a cart, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" You know, this stuff doesn't have nutritional value, well, right? You're still gonna die. Well, what what you you know? I say eight. Eight boxes of cereal, I say to her, and she looks at me and goes, "Coronavirus." And I'm like, "Hey, I don't know what oh, Corona yeah. is, but I said to her, I said, <laughs> "What do you think?" See, the corona... This is your issue. Your issue. You just can't keep to yourself. You're I can't. I, I, seriously, I, I, I can't. Uh, so, so I'm assuming she thinks the coronavirus is come, going to come to our house, break into our kitchen, and eat all the cereal. That's right. That's what I assume she's thinking. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's just oh, insane. You better be careful. I heard the coronavirus might be hiding in almond milk. You have to use <laughs> yes. cow milk if you want yes. to be safe. Yeah. So I. <laughs> 
the the insanity of people panicking like this is it's you know n- well know, and you know I've, be prepared I've made, but don't go this, over the fucking top you know i've made this joke before but you know the the fact of the matter is these these uh these a lot of these young kids are like well the earth's overpopulated what we need is a good virus to kill off half the population you know thanos was right and blah 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 you know you and i might even have this conversation but the first chance they get to kill themselves off to save the planet they're all hiding in their house with rolls and rolls of toilet paper yeah yeah it's like come on put your money where your mouth is go die already yeah could again and could someone explain the toilet paper thing to me because i don't get it it's not like this disease makes you shit your pants shit, shit your arse off right i mean it's a it's a fucking upper respiratory infection the, there's a meme going around you know we we this is our modern society we communicate in memes and it's all these guys in hazmat suits going they're all dead but boy are their asses clean <laughs> <laughs> yes yes so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't i don't know man I, I i don't know like i said i just i feel so weird about the whole situation so you know the the irony of it is it's almost like it's almost like uh like a cosmic joke or something because literally like two weeks ago or a week ago or i don't know whenever we were talking about it we were more or less just complaining about how are we going to go to all these shows there's so many good shows there's so many oh, good shows oh my and god we did yeah now we did. they're just yep. canceling one right after another yeah we 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 uh you think we cursed psyched ourselves? Us. Yeah, we did. We cursed ourselves there completely. Cause, were, yeah. were we crowing? I mean, were we like laughing in the face of the punk god and he's like, screw you guys? Well, I mean, it was, but it was almost like there was like show after show coming up, you know, two yeah. on a day for God's sakes. And now they're probably now it's all like going to be canceled. Much give up on April, I would think. Right. But I'm not, I'm not sure. Like Teenage Bottle Rocket's supposed to come through in April. So, so the first casualty, you and I next weekend were scheduled to go down to Logan's Port for the big uh, fourth birthday party for the record farm. And most of the touring bands have already canceled. It's right. the, the show is off. The show is canceled. Show's canceled so if, yeah. if you bought tickets to that, because you heard us talking about it, I, I apologize. And it's not Matt's fault. I mean, he really tried to keep this thing together, but I mean, most bands that have any kind of management or anything are being advised to stay home. Yeah, exactly. So it's so, not the it's not the promoter's fault if bands are talking. No, so no, Reverend Horton, he shut the fuck up. It's not the promoter's yeah. fault. They they're just doing what the state is telling them to do. So well, and the know. bands. I mean, yeah, essentially, if the state's telling you you can't have more than X amount of, of people, I mean, I, listen. Back in the old days, we'd have these punk shows in like warehouses and things, and there was a chance that the cops would come and shut you down. But nobody wants to do that anymore. <laughs> no, right? You know. Yeah, and and this was an established venue. This place is getting these established venues. They they pretty much have to follow the law. Of course, it's not like it's in somebody's basement or something, you know. Right, right. I mean, yeah, of course, of course they do. I mean, otherwise you're gonna get. I, I feel bad. I mean, listen, the promoter, at least the promoters I know, are all small time promoters. I don't know anybody for Live Nation or anything, but trust me, they're losing their asses too. This is not, you know, this is not a. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's here... nobody. There's really nobody to blame for this situation. Unfortunately, some of the bands you know, are erring on the side of caution. You can't really be mad at them. Some of them are saying, I really want to do this, but the promoter will let you, so you can't, you can't blame, you know, it's like, ugh. See, and, then, know, and then you got the exploited <laughs> saying, Dude, fuck the coronavirus. Do you have that quote? I love that Wadi quote. Cause that's, a, that's our, that's the punk till I die yeah. motto. That's, that's the show. That's now, our, we're, our show will go on. Do you have that? Now here's the thing. Well, it, I, I saw, I saw two versions of it and one was, you know, fuck the coronavirus. I've had five heart attacks and I've got a heart bypass and, uh, and we're still going to go out on tour and we're not fucking green day. Um, yeah. which is fine for him to say, but where's he going to play? And so, 
It's so funny too because literally he's had five heart attacks. He's like the most vulnerable. He's, yeah, he's, like he's the most vulnerable. Yeah. Well, but, but but the thing is, where's is he going to play? Because it's not up to him if he plays. If there's no venues to play, what's he going to do? Play in someone's I would backyard? Make room in my basement. For yeah. <laughs> there you go. For what? Well, I don't know actually. Maybe you don't want to do that. I've never, I've never actually seen the exploit. Have you seen him? No, I have not actually. No, because they I, mean, went... I know they're kind of over the top and sort of. They've almost are, have become like a parody of themselves, but yeah. man, I love some of their albums. I mean, I love the early like stuff. The early eighties, went... like uh, uh, let's start a war. That era, it's, yeah, uh, horror epics. Um, I mean, they went a bit too metal for me, so yeah. it's it probably isn't something I'd be into at first. But there's yeah, the first album's hysterical. Yeah, it's good. Actually, the first two Troops yeah, of Tomorrow, Tomorrow is good. Yeah, yeah. And Punk's Not Dead. Yeah. yeah, Punk's Not Dead is Punk's I mean, Not Dead is amazing. I mean, crass. I'm sure. I don't know if they coined the term "punks not dead," but they definitely sort of codified it. I mean, that's well, they did. A that was a, slogan. I think that was like the second or third single, I believe. Right? So, <laughs> so <no>. brilliant song. <laughs> Young, too young to remember. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. So yeah, they say they're gonna tour, but like I say, there's if there's no if there's no venues to put them on, then they can say whatever they want, really. But uh, yeah, because even know. the even the private venues, so like. So uh, Live Nation is by far the biggest concert promoter in the country. They own a huge amount of venues. They control the business largely. They probably own 50% of the business. But they they do all bigger bands. There's nobody, very, very few bands in the punk realm are going to be dealing with Live Nation. You know, maybe like a Dropkick Murphy's Rancid type level bands. Yeah, yeah. Offspring, but, you know, not Sloppy Seconds or the Queers or something like that. Um. So there are ways around that, but but yeah, when the local governments put these like Chicago hundred capacity limit on these shows, I mean, man, some of the bigger like our founders tap room here in Grand Rapids, founders is the big you know big local big brewery, brewery here. Yeah. They had to close down because the tap room is so big. Oh, it's more you than a, yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have a big tap room, big entertainment space where they could probably put three hundred people to watch bands. They don't do a lot of punk stuff, but they sometimes have some good old school ska stuff that you might like okay well i mean i know we're here in chicago um i saw a posting from metro this morning that metro is closed not just for a few weeks it says it's closed indefinitely which i thought was interesting um so that's metro that's gonna be condos soon yeah uh (laughs) let's hope not because i fucking love metro but um 1.5 million dollar two-bedroom condos coming up well it is right it is right in the heart of wrigleyville so it sure is that's uh i mean you could piss on the stadium from there yeah um so if if Metro's done it, I'm assuming some of the other venues are going to have to start following suit soon because they won't have a choice. Um, like some a small venue like Chop Shop, I don't know how big, how many people they can get in there. Maybe it's a hundred. Yeah, maybe it's a hundred fifty two hundred. You can't so, have a show. You can't make any kind of money if you can't hold two hundred people. Right. So Teenage Bottle Rocket was supposed to play a Chop Shop, so I assume that's going to get cancelled. Um, now, does that mean that these touring bands will still play, but they'll play other venues that are smaller, maybe? You know, like you said, someone's front room or something? I mean, if they're touring, I don't know, man. It, it all depends, well, I, right? I, so so as of right now, the, the, the queer show we were supposed to go to is cancelled. I think their entire tour is in serious danger of getting cancelled. The next one for me, timeline-wise... And you too, I think, would be the Sloppy Seconds tour, and I have right. very little hope that that's not going to be canceled. Right. And that kind of blows because honestly, I got we got hotel rooms booked. We got you know we got tickets, of course. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. In the grand scheme of things, these are small problems, but I'm bummed out about it. And you know, this is a smaller band. They can't. I don't know that they'll be able to 
super easily reschedule that. I mean, maybe they'll do it in the fall or something. I, I have no idea. Right. But this is, uh, you know, these smaller bands depend on this income, and I, I feel bad for the band. I feel bad for everybody involved, honestly. Um, so I, 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 I mean, nothing has been announced about the sloppy tour, but the writing is on the wall because if Reggie's can't hold more than 100, I know the first show, which is in Indianapolis, has already been postponed, whatever that means. That was at a bigger venue, at a, uh, a Live Nation venue. So, yeah, I think. And then, then, then the next one after that I'm supposed to go see is the Subhumans. And are they even going to be able to get in the country? Right. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? Unless they're here already, in which case they've got nothing else to do. But, um, you know, and who knows what kind of far-reaching effects this will have. I mean, you know, just, just like after 9-11 now, we have to take our shoes off at airports and shit, right? I mean, who knows? You know, going forward, oh. going forward, maybe the capacity of all these venues will be halved. So people well, aren't, so there aren't so many people in a small space. Well, the, the problem with, that's the thing with the other thing that scares me about the 9-11 comparison, is after 9-11, after 9-11, we had a, bunch of laws passed in under something called the Patriot Act, which was neither patriotic nor constitutional for the most part. And none of those laws were ever repealed, even the bad ones. So basically every time the government grabs a little more power, they never give it back willingly, you know? Right. So it does, it does kind of have a chilling effect on me, kind of a 1984 kind of, kind of effect. And I know a lot of people say, Oh, you know, the government needs to do what they need to do to protect us. And oh, okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. I don't trust the government. I never have. And I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. I don't, think that they're particularly looking out for our best interests. I think they're looking out for their own best interests for the most part. Hey, I tell you what, while we're in the middle of this rant, we'll come, back to, we'll come back to it in a second. But yeah, let's play a song. So we're going to have lots of sickness-themed songs today, uh, yes. uh, things that go along with the whole the whole fever at the moment. So uh, what should we play? Should we play... Uh, Are you sm- going first or am I going first? Uh, you can go first. All right. I know you really don't know this song, and it's 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 punk-ish, not necessarily a punk rock song. But I love this song so much. The early Mud Honey stuff was so good. All right. I don't know if you ever listened to them or not really. No, not really. I didn't. I didn't really get into any of that Seattle grunge stuff at all. Well, so. you know the thing is, it was so much. That stuff was so much wilder than the radio stuff later on. Okay. I actually think you might might enjoy it a little bit. But the the very very first Mud Honey single, let's play that. It's called "Touch Me, I'm Sick."
Okay, that was Touch Me, I'm Sick by Mud Honey. What do you remember, you... Neil, do you remember the, this is once again totally off topic, but that's what we do, right? Yeah, that's, we sort of, of course that's what we do. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you ever see the movie Singles? Um, I don't it was like it was a romantic so. comedy kind of thing set against the backdrop of grunge. Was it set in a record Fonda. store? Or so? Was it set in a record store or something? No, that's uh, you're thinking the John Cusack one, I bet. Oh, I know, yeah, I don't know. But it was it was kind of like set in an apartment complex. It had Matt Dillon, it had Bridget Fonda, it had Kira Sedgwick. I don't remember who else was in it, but it was supposed to be like the grunge movie. But really, it was more like a romantic comedy movie. But it was set against the backdrop of of grunge exploding. So, like in the background, it was sound guys from Soundgarden, were in the Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, all the big big bands of the time. But the band in the movie that Matt Dillon was the front man of was called Citizen Dick, and their big single was "Touch Me I'm Dick," and it was a direct homage to the first Seattle single, which was "Touch Me I'm Sick" by Mud Honey. Okay. So, anyway, it's 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 worth watching, kids, if you like grunge at all. It's it's a fun movie. It's not like a definitive statement of grunge or anything. It's just sort of a fun movie set to the backdrop of grunge. What's that called? So, singles, you said? Singles, yes. Okay. All right. I will look out for that and give you it my has some of your next favorites on the, I mean, it has some <laughs> of the, your favorites on the soundtrack. I believe there's Heart covering Led Zeppelin or something. Oh, lovely. So I'll, I'll get, <laughs> you can get both your fixes there in one. Well, was Heart, from, was Heart from Seattle? I can't remember. No. I think there's a Hendrix. There's a Hendrix song. You know, there's some other Seattle oh. stuff that was wasn't grunge. So interesting. Okay. Anyway, touch me. I'm sick. Touch me. I'm sick. Yeah. So where were we with that? Oh yeah, the, all the gigs that are getting canceled. Yeah. yeah so yeah. um, yeah. Uh, so what? Do we, so I mean, do we we. I mean, do we dare make plans in May? Because like all these other shows are getting canceled. Now I can commit to. Because you know I got I've got a real uh, I I really want to go see the GBH MDC thing. But once again, foreign band, right? Right. English band. Um, so I'm going to start getting some money back from some of these other tickets I bought. Uh, you know, I could commit to one of these, lose another hotel room. I, I like to prepay. Usually they'll give you like an option to prepay for less money. And I've never had an option with it. Now all of a sudden I'm getting screwed left and right. <laughs> right. Right. So, and it's anyway. Gonna, and it's going to be interesting to see as well if the hotels will give you your money back and stuff like that. So. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'll uh, you and I'll have to have a little bit of a private conversation. Yeah, when we're done about because yeah, we were planning to get together, and I, I don't know. Maybe we still will. I, I don't know. Yeah. So we had um, let's see, cause yeah, there was the sloppy seconds at Reggie's, and then the following. Yeah, and week. I was, and I actually have a hotel and tickets for the next night in Green Bay, which is sold out. Yeah. Um. Well, even if the so, show, well, even if the show isn't on, you could still come down to Chicago, and we could still I could. hang out. Maybe and I, but, and I was shopping. actually supposed to meet up with uh, one of our listeners in the green, uh, up in Green Bay. Up oh, the Green so, Bay show, right? Right. Yeah, and I don't know how many other folks. I know there's a couple people, at least through the Punk News Connection, who were going to go to the to the uh, show in Logansport too. So yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I always like running into people out in the wild. Yeah. So the week after the sloppy second show was the subhumans here in subterranean. Yep. Yep. Who knows if yeah, that'll be on. See, I was supposed to see that in St. Louis. Yeah. Yeah. And then the following night is teenager bottle rocket at the chop shop. Now I'm assuming okay. that all three of those April gigs I'm imagining are going to be canceled. That's what I would think right now. And, um, and then the we teenage bottle rocket here, I think was on the 14th, like a Tuesday or Wednesday, like the middle of the week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of assuming the same thing, but I don't know. The the club that um the club that they're supposed to be at here hasn't been canceling shows yet, but like I said, we're supposed to have a I think 250 cap 
um, crowd, and I know that show would probably sell better than that because yeah. Lippy's playing too. Yeah. Um, so after that, then I got like there's like twelve shows in May, and yeah. who, the, who the hell knows if any well, and of that's them are it. Right. Go are those still good? I mean, do we still? That's that's the thing because I want to because if these other shows are going to get canceled, I want to go ahead and commit to buying tickets to GBH. But the problem is, you buy these tickets. You know this, right? You buy these tickets. And a lot of them I've been ordering online. If I can go to the venue, I will. But, you know, you maybe pay 10 12 bucks 12 a ticket in fees. So you'll get your 20 bucks back for your ticket. But all those fees, fees are lost. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, you're right. When you get refunded. Yeah. It's irritating. It's really irritating. Yeah, and I so. actually, and, and I think just like you, I actually made the made the mistake now of actually buying a lot of these tickets early instead of waiting. Because, you know, you get worried about them selling out or whatever, or you'd like to sure. have. Because if you have a ticket, you're more likely to go than if on the exactly. day of the I think gig, you're like, oh, maybe I will. Yeah. Why, how I always buy tickets because it's too easy to stay home on a Tuesday night if you right. don't already have that ticket. Exactly right. So I have this wad of tickets on my fridge, which now... You know, who the yep, hell knows me, if I'll use any too, of them. Me too, man. I have an envelope. My envelope was so fat. It's like I, it's like I was pushing my luck. Like I was too, I was yeah. flying too close to the sun with my fat ticket envelope. <laughs> I think that's the name of the show. <laughs> <laughs> flying too close to the sun with my fat ticket envelope. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I don't. I don't. Because yeah, I'd like to start working on May stuff and try to figure out another time to come down to Chicago, maybe. And uh, you know, if we're not going to make it down for sloppy, maybe I try to get down for. Maybe we try to do GBH or something. I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, May sounds like a long way away, but it's only six weeks. No. And who yeah, the hell knows know, what's no. going to happen in six, you know, six weeks. This thing could be completely, you know, different. You know, who the hell knows, right? Yeah. We might not be allowed to leave our houses at all, or maybe it'll yeah. blow over. You just yeah. don't know. Yep. So it's tough, but it's just like, oh, because last year, you know, these older punk bands tend to kind of be cyclical about how much they you know, they tour and last year was just bad. I just had a bad, I mean, I saw a lot of shows and I saw a lot of good shows, but I didn't get to see a lot of the GBH subhumans type bands that really are my bread and butter, you know? Well, and, and it's nice that it's nice. They're playing club dates rather than just coming over for riot fest or some shit like that. You know well, what I mean? That's, so that's, the, that's the other thing, Neil, is the, the real, here's the real cog in the wheel is these bands are all touring around punk rock bowling. Mm-hmm. Which is at the end of May, okay. Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, yeah. If punk rock bowling pulls the plug, everything's screwed. I think. Yeah, because they're the they're the five hundred pound gorilla. People base their tours around those gigs. Well, so, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and here's the thing too. So I was I was planning on going, you know, uh, killing two birds with one stone, and going to visit my family back in Liverpool. Um, yep you know, towards the end of July, you know, beginning of August, and then I'd be able to go to Rebellion Fest in yep. uh, in Blackpool, you know, and catch a couple, couple of days well, of Rebellion for the first time. They'd have this thing under control by then, right? It is, but uh, there's no flights right now. You know, he's, oh, he's, yeah, he's yeah. stopped all flights to, to Europe. So I, if even if, you know, even if something happened and I, and I had to go, I, I can't. So but yeah, that's the thing with the May shows, like the GBH thing, once again, hate to go back to that, but the truth of the matter is, yeah, they can't get yeah, here. Are they going to be able to get here? Right. Yeah. And and uh, I don't know. So I don't know if they could fly into Canada. I don't know if there's a band from Canada. Can they fly into Canada and then drive down? Is that something they can do? I mean, I don't. I have oh, no idea. I assume Canada is going to do some of the same stuff, though. But that, but that sounds like a that sounds like a disaster. How about and, a boat? Take the boat over. Yeah, six six months. Yeah, that'll be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because heaven, heaven knows those cruise ships have been so good so far, right? <laughs> those have been going yeah. so well. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, you listen, if you got to be trapped somewhere, there's a lot worse places to be than a cruise ship out there, I got to tell you. Well, dude, it was, I was hearing today, and again, this is off topic, but, um, you know, people coming back into the country uh, from Europe or whatever at O'Hare Airport, I guess on Friday, oh, um, the, go- sure. the, yeah, the government has now said that, you know, you have to go, you have to get tested as you come in back in the country. But the airports, they don't know what the hell they're doing. So it was saying that people are waiting like, because... F- four hours to get their bags and then another four hours to get through customs and get these health Yeah, checks. and they're stacked on top, they're of, stacked each on top like of each other. They're stacked on top of each other. Yeah, concert. so it's yeah, actually it's that. actually worse. <laughs> it's actually yeah, it's way horrible. worse. So if there is somebody that's sick, everybody's going to damn well get it because everybody is just stacked up in these hallways at O'Hare Airport. It just looks like a nightmare. Hmm. So well done. Keeping us safe. It's good. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know. Why don't you play a song? And then I we did get one piece of mail that I wouldn't mind addressing. Oh, okay. I yeah. I don't okay. know if we got emails. You you're in charge of that, so actually we don't. So um, okay. I'm gonna play a song by the UK Subs, um, off of their first album, uh, from 1979, and this song is called Disease. So this is the UK Subs with Disease. UK Subs classic there off their first album, Another Kind of Blues, um, from 1979. That was UK Subs with Disease. And uh, poor old Charlie Harper will be right in that age range of the... Uh, <laughs> he's of, in the 15% mortality. Yeah, because he's like 75, I believe. So he better be uh, staying away from people. He's one of those guys, he's going to die, and then I'm going to be like, I better go back and listen to those early UK Subs albums, and I'm going to love it. Because I have a couple like 90s albums, but I really don't have any of the classic UK subs. I know I need to listen to those. Yeah, I think in the 90s, they kind of lost their way a little bit. They well, had they like had an a, album called Riot that was a bit of a like return to form that was pretty good. But they had they went through like almost like a neuromantic phase there for for a few months. Did they? all dressed in puffy shirts and stuff. Yeah, it wasn't... I'm trying to remember the ones I have. I, have. I can't remember. I have a couple of them. They're, they're, they're both decent. They're definitely punk rock records. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the, the first... I think the first four or five albums are all classic, right? And Another Kind of Blues, Brand New Age, Crash Course was the live one. Um, shit, what was the D one? Why am I blanking on that one? Uh, diminished Responsibility. Oh, diminished Responsibility. And then E was Endangered Species. So those five are all classic. And then Flood of Lies was a bit metal. 
and I kind of stopped listening about then. So, but yeah, the first uh, the first five are all are all fantastic. Um, Crash Course being the live album. Um, do you want to talk about live albums? Do you want to do you want to go there? Because we're not we're not going to be seeing many. We want to do this do this mail. Oh yeah, okay. I'm sorry, you did say that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, because we might have to resort to staying home and listening to live albums. That might be the only thing we can do. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's what I was thinking of. So, but yeah, go go. uh, Yeah, read read your mail or whatever. whatever Okay, I just want to read one letter real quick from. uh, You reached out to us on the Facebook page, which is Punk Till I Die podcast on Facebook. and email well, us just, at email us at punctilidie seventy seven at gmail dot yes, com. Right. Yes. So this is from Ricky. He says hello there. Just wanted to say thanks to the podcast. And I listen to a lot of punk style podcasts, but usually I get bored after a while. But this one I feel like I can relate to more. I'm pretty much forty now, and I'm still waiting to see if I grow out of this punk phase. Uh, yeah. I mean, we both can relate to that right now. Yeah. Still, still been going on I, since ninety four. Yep, I, think, I was one of those kids I'll, that got into Green Day, and the rest is history. I think my mom's still waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So you're going to keep waiting, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in uh, anyway, he, he's talking about how he's got four young kids and um, recommended that we listen to a couple of bands. So I'm actually going to, I think maybe we, if we bring back our, what are we going to listen to next week's segment? Maybe yeah. we should make this our, our band that we listen to because he left a YouTube link, but I have not listened to it yet. So. What, what was the name of the band? The name of the band is. I guess I could look this up just as easy. It's as called you, right? Diesel Queens. Diesel I've never Queens. heard of them. That's it. They only put out one album. The name of the album I love is called Hooked on Moronics. Oh, that's great. That's really good. I like yeah, that a these lot. Troubling times, right? Yeah. But I, I mean, somewhere here, the, the guy he mentioned somewhere that he. Let me see. I, I should have kept reading, but I got distracted. Um. Uh, got into Maximum Rock and Roll, Punk Plant, and other zines. At this point, it consumed me. And all these years later, I'm still looking for new bands and filling in the holes from the past. I get excited when I get into a band and then find out they came out in the 80s. There's always something new there. I, I totally relate to that, too. I'm always, despite the fact that I have all these records and all these bands, it's like still one band can lead you to another, you know? Oh, yeah. And uh, and he, I'm a man with four little kids, and uh, and I can relate to that. I, I've never really – I don't talk a whole lot about personal stuff, but I'm heard, sure everybody's heard me refer to my boys and my girls. I have two sons and two daughters also. My two oldest are adults, and uh, I can feel where you were a few years ago. Now, my yeah, my kids aren't little anymore. But anyway, thanks for listening, Ricky. We appreciate it. Um, and you know what? And, and it sounds like for our – you say you're basically 40, which means you're under 40, so you're actually like in the lower – curve of our listeners yeah, he's a I youngster yeah, Damn, exactly. he's a youngster he has so just much so, so much yeah, to so learn so for next week we're gonna bring <laughs> back that we're gonna bring back our segment assuming we don't have a, a guest next time which part of me wants to see if we can some of these people that had to cancel their tours if we could talk to them and give them a little yeah give them a little bump uh to a lot of them are trying to do well we, we can talk about that in a minute too i'll, I'll tell you what we'll uh I'll, I'm gonna finish this up here, and we'll uh, I'll play another song, and then we'll actually come back and talk about that because that's an interesting thing. And then if we got time, maybe we'll get into the live album thing. We actually, you um, know what, you know what, we actually we did have one piece, one more piece of mail. I'm sorry, I just checked. Oh, did we? But yeah. Anyway, so, so okay. So for for next time, Neil, whether it's next week or two weeks or whatever, I don't know. Things are might get a little choppy here as far as schedule wise. We'll still put out something, guys. Don't worry. Oh yeah. Definitely, but uh, we got to keep you guys I, I entertained mean, while you're at home. We're going to get a couple chances down. where we probably are going to be in the same area, so we're kind of we'll try to do some brainstorming about ways to make it 
way it get a little more interesting. So anyway, so yeah, for next time, we're going to check out this band, Diesel Queens, and their Hooked on Moronics album. Did he send us a link to something? He did. Okay, cool. Well, and we got another band to check out because our good friend John Michaels, who's written to us before... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he wrote in, said, thanks for the shout-out, fellas. Much appreciated. And he has a band called The Darbs, D-A-R-B-S. Yes, I actually I actually had the LP. Yeah, oh, you do? Yes. Oh, that's cool. Um, I bet you if you ask real nice, he'll send you one, too. Oh, yeah, may, yeah maybe so. And he said The Darb, if you, know, if you don't know what that is, it's a slang term from the 1920s and 1930s, and it comes up as an, it means an excellent person or thing. E. Really? G. I thought he told me it meant nothing. Huh. That's a Darb of a haircut. He like he was the example he gave. Hmm. So okay, anyway, we say we said we like the sound of it, so decides to run with it. So, what, so what's the album called? It's self-titled. Oh, it's self-titled. Okay. And I think they're like forty-something-year-old guys, you know, kind of doing, you know, kind of not really trying to make it anymore, just having fun, basically playing in a punk band. Yeah. Uh, if we're being honest, John was John lives in uh, Wisconsin, and uh, he and I were going to try to meet up. Oh, was that we, the Green Bay thing? Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. going to. And and it's it's one of those things. Now I'm going. Well, I already paid for my room up there. Do I? You know, it's like so. I don't know. Like I said, we'll talk on the air. Try to yeah. figure out what the heck we're gonna we're gonna do here. But yeah, John. I, like I said, John and I are, are internet friends. But we were hoping to have a pint, and hopefully we can still. Well, that'll be cool. Hopefully um, we can still do that at some point. He said. Um, he, he says uh, related to last week's podcast. When recording, we did our best to keep the production raw and not overly produced. I hope it shows. I and then read, I think you read this one. I think we might have read this one two weeks ago. No, no, because I only got it like five days ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I can't keep track, man. My my brain is soft. I probably have some kind of a <laughs> brain eating virus. You got the corona. <laughs> yes, yes, you got the coronavirus. Um, and then he says, finally, you asked what listeners what we've been listening to of late, and he's been listening to the Professionals' first album, which is mm. the one with Steve That's Jones right. and Steve Jones and Paul Cook. Uh, I didn't see it coming. He's been listening to DOA, the uh, great Canadian punk band. Mm-hmm. And then he's been listening to the Barracudas, which is an interesting interesting choice. If it's the original Barracudas, who were almost like a almost like a surf style band, uh, but this hmm. might be a different Barracudas, you never can tell. So anyway, um thanks for writing, John. That's excellent. The, and, the only uh, Barracuda Neil's into is the Barra Barra Barracuda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he uh, indeed. He's a huge heart fan. Maybe, maybe not exactly like that. Maybe that wasn't exactly what he said. But. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get into one of those stories one of these days. Uh, if we're, if we're having so a slow not. week, if we're having a slow week, I'll go into one of my uh, being forced to listen to Heart and Led Zeppelin by one of my old friends back in the day. So, um, all right, let me let me play a, let me play another song that with sick in it that has nothing to do with sickness. Okay, and then we will. Uh, circle back and i do there is something this other phenomenon going on with all these tours being canceled so i want to talk about that a little bit and i know you'll be totally unprepared because we haven't really prepped on any of this stuff so okay so let's do let's do one of our mutual favorites let's do social distortion from their self-titled album which came out in 90 i think let's do sick boys okay sick boys the classic from social distortion
So there you go. That was uh, a little slower than the stuff that we normally play, probably, but a fantastic, fantastic song. And great uh, album too. Yeah, great album. I mean, yeah, it's, it's killer. All killer, no filler, right? Um, yep. But and I've had people all confused who aren't Social D fans say, "What does Sick Boys mean? I don't even get it." And it's like, well, if you don't get it, you don't get it. I guess it's pretty self-explanatory, really. <laughs> I was but, gonna say yeah. I really never looked into it further than what it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it says right in the lyrics what it's about. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, it's you know, a lot, it's funny because Social D is a band that I love. I've seen them ten, twelve plus times. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but they've kind of become one of those bands like as like cis males, old white males have become like the punching bag for all of society's problems. I swear, Social D is one of those bands that everybody slags on. I'm like. Whatever, man. You can slag on them if you want, but the fact of the matter is Mike Ness wrote way more good songs than whatever shit you're listening to. So oh, yeah. <laughs> Without a shadow, shadow of a doubt. And I mean, uh, tell me how great the national is while you make fun of Mike Ness, you friggin' turds. <laughs> or whatever you're listening to. Yeah. And it and it doesn't matter how old he is, he could probably still kick all our asses. So, <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He's like he's like he's like he's born well, he came into this world nineteen sixty two with a hangover and a black eye. Yeah, he's basically the same age as me. He's, I can't just... confirm the hangover or the black eye, but he swears he was born in 1962. So yeah, I th- yeah, that sounds about right. I think I yeah, know, so I know you guys, be, you guys would be the same age. I don't yeah. think you'd want to. I don't think you'd want to scrap with him. No, he's not. I don't think he's very tall, but he's pretty beefy still. Well, he is, and he was always a. He always had a reputation of being a scrapper back in the day. Yep, and he still boxes. I think. Yeah, I think so. At least he gives and, that reputation. You know. Yeah, and he works on old cars. I mean, he's like a man's man. He would put both of us to shame, without a shadow of a doubt. You know. So, so. Now, Social Distortion is not doing this, but a lot of bands are doing this. So a lot of bands had to cancel their tours. So what do bands do when they go on tour? They have a bunch of merch made up, right? Yep. They spend a bunch of money. They essentially have to invest money in the tour. And and so these tours are getting canceled. A lot of them last minute. So a lot of these bands are getting kind of caught flat-footed. So I see two things going on a lot. One is, hey, will you buy this crap from us to help us recoup some losses from our tour we had x amount of t-shirts for the tour blah 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 which i think is cool right oh yeah definitely that's a, I mean, that's I, a really good no, idea yeah i've always been I've, I've always been cool with helping bands out by buying stuff I, I, but this other thing i'm struggling with a little more and it's probably my age because i didn't really grow up in the era of crowdfunding and all that i still am not a big fan of all that stuff a lot of bands are saying well we can't tour so we're gonna like have a live video from our practice space have you seen this or no? Have you no, noticed this thing I happening? No, I haven't. So yeah, this is this is the thing that's been happening. So like, okay, we had to cancel our tour, and I'm not trying to slag on any of the individual bands because some of the bands that have been doing, I like them. I know they're good dudes, and I know they're good bands. Is we're gonna we had to cancel the show, so we're gonna stream live from our practice space, and if you want to watch the show and donate, you know that would be cool. And I I I, I don't know, you know, to me, I can't watch a punk rock show on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> it just yeah. doesn't. Uh, I don't yeah. even like listening to music on my phone. Um, I mean, I do a little bit when I don't have a choice. I mean, I don't, you know. Yeah, we have to talk to you about that. I don't have a turntable at work, you know. Because, well, because you're making your own life very difficult <laughs> by, not, Look, do, by I, not doing I, that. Listen, Neil, I've reached peak technology. I don't need my life to be any easier. Stop trying to make my life easier with technology. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I'm just officially to, good. Just try to give you music to listen to, man. But um, I know what you mean. No, also, I do, at work, I do listen to music on my phone somewhat. Um, and I've taken to listening to Spotify a little bit and other self-loathing, you know, other things that I don't feel good about, but listen, you know, it, it is what it is. Well, it's not self-loathing. It's just, you'd be able to take your music, any, any music you it. want, wherever you, why? I don't know. I just, it's, it's, I know the artists are basically getting shafted, but they have to pretty much participate. 
it's but it's just it's just so great for okay you know okay I'm going off topic a little bit but I've slagged off the bomb pops before I mean I have they've been my whipping boy for a while yeah and uh, but I have to say they have a new album out I I've heard people saying good things about it so I actually downloaded it because I can do so for free because I subscribe to Apple Music yeah. right now you pay for that though oh, yeah so, so I downloaded it and listened to it and it's actually not half bad is it. Okay. Yeah, it's actually all right. So I'm just saying, well, it's for stuff yeah, like not, that, streaming is brilliant. I don't have a problem with them. I just think it's too slick. Well, no, but I'm just saying, for stuff like that, streaming is brilliant. Because that isn't certainly yeah. isn't something I would have purchased. But, yeah. you know, just for checking it out and seeing, oh, I was wrong yeah, about no, that. Yeah, no, there's some right. truth to that. Because, yeah, you don't want to buy a record if you heard the first three singles and they're all crap. You don't want to go out and buy the record. Right. That was how it was in the old days. You just had to guess, right? Right. So, so, so that's how I use it. I'll use it to listen to something. If I like it, I will buy it on vinyl. And if I don't so, like it, then I'll delete it and never think about it again you know you know i I have tickets in may for annie flag now they've canceled the first leg of their tour so it remains to be seen whether or not they go on the may leg but i have tickets to see uh annie flag in grand rapids in may and one of the big draws for me was the fact that bad cop bad cop was opening yeah i've seen bad cop bad cop oh probably three times or something women you know they're they're good though i mean they're a good band i like them i (laughs) hold on a second okay that came out yeah it did (laughs) It did. They're yeah, women and it's good, they're good. Even though they're women, it's still good. It's... Well, but they're they're a good band. I like them. But once again, I so I put them on Spotify. Yeah. And it's too slick. Oh, interesting. I don't yeah. like the way the album sounds. Yeah. I do not like the production on the album. So while I enjoy them as a live band, I'm not buying the records. Yeah. Well, see, and, and that's why Spotify was good, right? Because you, uh, you yeah. might have, you would have purchased it otherwise. And dude, I, the perfect example of this is the band that you've mentioned to a headlining, Anti-Flag. So yeah. if you like, you know, I like the first couple of Anti-Flag records. They're good. Sure. But this new one is God freaking awful. So, I haven't listened to it because you said that. It's just too slick or what? It, it's, it doesn't even sound like them. It's, mm. sl- it's slick and it's... It, but musically, it does not sound like them. So that's another one on Spotify you could try out and see if you think I'm full just of shit. Just no speed, just not punky at all? It's, ju- it's just so different. It's so different than how they used to be overly produced. It sounds like this fucking auto-tune on his voice. Or so. I don't uh. know. It, it's But no, seriously, I mean, listen to it and see if I'm full of shit. Maybe I am. I just... I don't know. Life's so short. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. It'll take I you... Mean, I mean, pre- I, I respect your opinion. I, I I don't know that I need to second it. It'll, it'll, take you, it'll take you one track. You'll listen to the first track... And you'll be like, holy shit, this is Maybe awful. the rest of it's good. Maybe the only the first one's bad. I oh, see. Now you're making me listen to it again, aren't you? <laughs> I have to go back to it. But no, I listened to like uh, half, so, like the first half, I think. And it was all like that. So so there's no like Die for Your Government type songs or anything on there? Not that I heard. No. I mean, um, I, yeah, I love that album. And I love that second album, West Brand New Army, whatever it is. A New Kind of Army. Yeah, New yeah. Kind of Army. I mean, that's a great, great record, right? Yeah, um, they had some good songs on Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, after that, um, there was also one of the... were actually. I think they were real solid until they went to the major, because they did a couple of major label albums, and even those two had some good songs on them. But I think it's since like the American Spring, American Fall era is when I kind of, and I just get they're just so preachy to me. Well, it's it's funny. Um, it's almost like they were a victim of their own of being proficient because they they were, but they would put out like two out al- two albums a year. It seemed like. And I felt like I, I doubt was always... that was true, but it might have seemed like it when everybody else is yeah. doing one every four years. Yeah, that's true. I mean, maybe that's maybe that's what it was. But I always felt like I was like three albums behind. And then I heard they did like live demos or something, and they did a couple of Clash covers, and those were way too slick and just not good at all. Um, so I kind of just stopped listening at that point. 
Uh, so mm. anyway, this new one, I thought, oh, maybe I'll check it out and you know, maybe they'll win me over again. And absolutely, 100% not. So anyway, you know what? We got completely off topic. You were you were going to talk about something. The be- oh, the, this, the, the, the live video thing. thing. Yeah, the streaming thing. I mean, what do you, what's your what's your opinion on this? I mean, I guess listen, if you want to do this and give these bands a couple bucks, I'm not opposed to it. But it just it doesn't really interest me too much. To me, I'd be more interested in if they would do, you know, uh, record a new single with the band signs or something, or do something like that, or t-shirts. Course, once t- again, that's a big economic investment though yeah but or, t- or t-shirts or something um something like that that because a live video with no crowd no thanks that's that's not gonna yeah do, it's that's weird not right do it. that's it's not like all do these it. things like this like this uh you know some of these sporting events are going on without a crowd like i know there was like a wrestling i know you're a wrestling fan yeah wasn't there a big wrestling event with no crowd yeah they did well it was their regular friday night smackdown or whatever i they, mean it has to feel ridiculous no smack talking with nobody right <laughs> no crowd to urge yeah. you on right it's exactly and, and they're even doing it in my favorite sports cricket and they were doing it in cricket as well this is australia playing new zealand people watch cricket oh stop i thought it was it. just a bunch of guys on the field stop it <laughs> very very popular, especially in India. It's the most popular game in India. It's uh, yeah, there's, and there's like 1.1 billion people there. So there you go. Um, but yeah, Australia played New Zealand, and there was no one. There was no one there, and um, it was so weird because you can hear you can hear the players talking to each other, which you normally can't hear at all. And it was just everything was echoey, and it was just it was just hmm. odd. It was felt just like a practice or something. So I guess this would be the same kind of way. I guess it's like the zombie apocalypse, right? It's 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 very. I have see now. Times, I have man. I have what's considered an essential infrastructure job. You do. So unless I am actually sick, I will not be. I cannot work from home. I mean, I have to physically go to work. Um, now I assume that you will be doing a lot of working at home, or or you don't know yet. Um, we have. I, I can anyway. Um, my 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 normal job. I know I, you do occasionally, but usually you only do like once a week, right? I do. Yeah, and we can actually do it up to two days a week right now. Normally. Um, that's our normal schedule, and mm. I'm assuming at some point if they close the offices, then we'll be doing five days a week. But uh, that's actually going to make my job more difficult because people will have all kinds of tech problems using It's going to make VPN. my job more difficult too because you'll have more time to text me at work. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that was such a hard no, no, uh, hardship. Um, if, I, if I get busy, I don't answer. It's fine. I just That tells yeah. you how busy I know. Right. Well, I, you know what? I'll be, I, I only look. It says if you're active, I'll send you something. If you're not active, I don't, I don't send you anything. You know? And it seems like you're active most of the time anyway, if, so I don't want to hear it. My, if I don't close my like, Facebook feed, right? Oh, that, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, so that, that whole live streaming of a, like, a practice or something, that's just kind of weird. I, I, don't, know yeah, if I, I yeah. don't know if I like that. And it just seems like it's think? really the new trend. And I, I listen, I'm not, like I said, I don't begrudge. It's tough to make a buck doing any of this stuff. I don't begrudge. I just don't know that I'm going to be doing, participating in that. A, because I don't, like I said, I don't really care to watch a live band on my phone. And B, I just, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm old fashioned. I struggle with, you know, I don't mind giving a band my money, but I want something I can touch, I guess. Well, is it, is it even live? I mean, really? I mean, yeah, they're they're, they're practicing. I mean, they're practicing live, but there's no audience, right? There was Mm -hmm. a big band, a a pretty big band that you probably at least heard of them. I I don't really know much about them, but they're called Code Orange. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've heard of them, yeah. They used to be called Code Orange Kids, but anyway, they're like... (laughs) Code Orange Kids, cock? What's that? (laughs) They didn't think of that well, did they? Of Of the anagram of that? It says cock, Code Orange Kids. Oh, I guess. 
Oh, oh, I'm I mean, sorry. Did I? You're very did easily I, amused, aren't you? Did I, did I, I'm sorry. I guess I had a flashback to last week's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that was maybe you know you know what? Let's uh, let's uh, so let's ta- wrap this up. We'll play another song, and then we can talk about that if you want. Holy cow! Because <laughs> all I know is like, yeah, last week you would have laughed at that like crazy. We would have had a so, good old uh, laugh. So yeah, this I guess you know, like I said, bands do what you got to do. I'm not. I, I'm having a hard time buying into this. There's something about the punk rock experience that has to be visceral. You have to feel it. You know, I don't think you can get that through the phone. Well, and yeah, and if I want to see that live kind of thing, I can just watch, go to YouTube and see see them playing live at, uh, at uh, you know, one of the big things last year, like uh, Punk Rock Bowling or something, right? Or Riot Fest. I mean, yeah. they have lots of live videos that you can watch. So that's just, like, I'd much prefer to buy it. If the band needs money, yeah, I'd, I'd buy a t-shirt, you know? put out a special t-shirt or something and i'd be happy to do and that and we've both responded to people that we're mutual friends with on facebook who couldn't go on tour and we're trying to sell some records sell some t-shirts and stuff i know we both have bought stuff from people like that yep. so yeah exactly so whose turn is whose turn is it mine or yours it's mine because you played you played social d oh, um, that's right. doing sick that's boy right. so i am going to do should i do the Dead Kennedys? Should I do Naked Ray Gun or should I do GBH? Oh no, you know what? I'm not. I'm going to take it back even further. I'm going to play Germ Free Adolescence by X-Ray Specs. Ah, good one. Yeah. So this is X-Ray Specs from ooh, 1979, I think. 78, 79. Uh, Germ Free Adolescence. <laughs>
Germ for Adolescence by X-Ray Specs, featuring the late great Polystyrene. Such so, a great uh, band. Yeah, I mean that, and that's one of the certainly one of the slower songs. Just very strange, but uh, well, they yeah. were never like raging fast. That was never their thing. Well, nothing was really back in back in those days, right? Back in the early yeah, seventy seven, seventy eight. But I mean, you know, Dayglow and. Uh, yeah, bow bondage up yours. I mean, they're pretty quick for well, the time. Well, when we were, t- you know, it's funny because we were talking about six songs, songs about just kind of a stupid theme, right? Right. This is all our planning, right? This is, you know, a couple of messages about, hey, think of some songs about sickness. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. This is our show prep. Yep. But I was like, oh man, if you get into like the, like the D beat bands, like Discharge and Crucifix and bands like that, like every other song is about, <laughs> like about some death kind of and stuff like that. Yeah. Nuclear poisoning or something you know yeah but uh so so last so actually it wasn't even last week it was in the middle of last week we did a bonus episode because um we, you know we kind of been helping matt promote that showdown logan sport so we talked to talked to a guy that neither of us had really really know knew but i was pretty excited about it just because he came from guar so it's kind of a big band even if it's not a band that either of us are super into but uh, what a freaking wild ride that was, huh? It was number twenty-two. If you haven't listened to it, um, I would don't uh, listen with your kids. I would advise going back and listening to twenty-two because that one was uh, that one was it was a hell of a lot of fun to record. Even though like, it was, it, let, it was let, we were laughing hysterically. Yeah, and like you said, when neither one of us had met him, so when you're doing that, you never quite know how no. that's going to go. You're I always mean, afraid it, you're going to get a stiff. You yeah, know? but this was this was nothing like. I mean, it, it was. Uh, it, it reminds me of like. When you're a kid, you go sledding, and sometimes maybe you go down like you go a hill that was too big, and you'd be sledding, and you're going way too fast, and you know you're totally screwed. So you're basically just hold on for dear life and hope yeah. you don't roll over. Yeah. That's what that whole thing felt like to me. Seriously, I mean, yeah. he started talking before I had even introduced him, and it went for for two hours, and it was funny. Yeah, um, he definitely was unfiltered, and uh, yeah, it was it was. Uh, uh, genuinely, genuinely nice guy. Uh, and yeah, man, I, I, I gotta say I was really, I was a real pleasant surprise. It wore me out. Yeah. I mean, and, and he fitted in perfectly. I mean, exactly. you know, some people would have a hard time hanging with our sense of humor. I'd imagine all the shit that we like to talk about, but, uh, he was, boy, he, he was right <laughs> yeah, he on straight away. If, if we, if, you know, if we, be, you know, if we became like a big show, like a, a Bob and Tom or something where one of us would sub in and out. Yeah. He would definitely have to be considered, considered for a partial uh, guest hosting spot. Oh yeah. If one of us dies of the, <laughs> one of us dies of the coronavirus. I do have a dry cough. Oh, oh shit. I'm glad you're in Michigan, buddy. I can't, <laughs> I, I can't catch it over the, uh, over the airwaves. Can I? I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said, yeah, we get quarantined. We'll make, we'll make more shows, huh? Yeah, that's what we're gonna have to do, right? So, you know yeah, what? It's I, our civic duty to keep the people entertained. God damn it! Yeah. Well, and you know it's funny because it's like you know having get I I love having guests on. I'm sure you do too. Every every guest we've had has been fun. Yes, it's been a great experience, and I think we're pretty good at disarming people. Yeah, I, think I don't so mean too. that in a bad way. I just think it's just you know we're we're you know you get comfortable and we just bunch of guys shooting the bs you know well and well and and the the thing is i mean you hear a lot of interviews and it's like clearly the interviewer doesn't really know anything about the band just that they're trying to push something you know they Mm -hmm. they don't have a genuine interest but we have a genuine interest in what these people do and what they're trying to do we're not it's not like we're getting labels are like oh can you uh they're promoting their new record can you put them on because we don't want to talk about that we want to talk about you know we want to talk about whatever yeah i mean how would you feel if people started doing that 
we stay just as on topic with our interviews as we do when it's just the two of us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you know, it, it, if, if somebody want, you know, it, listen, if, if somebody came to us and said, uh, Iggy Pop wants to come on and talk about the new record, we'd put him on. Would we? If it was a disaster. Would we? <laughs> I'm not quite oh, sure absolutely. if I would, actually. I don't know. If it was a disaster, so be it. But, I mean, I wouldn't be able to resist. But if it's just some self-important new, you know, hotshot punk band. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Unless gotcha. I was genuinely, but I, you know, and I think I'm drawn towards stories that I can relate to. And, and the fact of the matter is, you know, Todd's a, a, a blue collar guy. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't, he's not a rich rock star guy. He right. played with a band that's pretty well known, but even then he wasn't afraid to say, listen, the people in that band still have jobs. Right. Right. Yeah. They obviously weren't making a hell of a lot of money or anything. Right? Yeah. Or at least enough to, to live all year, you know? So it was in, you know. Um, I, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's, I, I think, you know, I have a list of, of dream guests and none of them are what you'd call household names. You know, okay. a lot of them are kind of big, big punk names. Um, but the truth is I, I'm starting to feel like punk is so small and there's so little money in it that the sky's the limit for who we could, could get. Okay. And I mean, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong about that. I, I don't I don't know. I, who were some of the uh, names that you would uh, that you would like to get? Let's oh, talk let about see. that. I got I got them in my phone. Do you have a list or not? Not particularly. Of people I'd like to interview. Do you have a interview? mental list? Do you have an actual list? Um. See, it's interesting because some of the people I think would be a good interview. They might not be the most well known people. You know what I mean? Yep. Um. Like like for for example, I'd like to interview Dwayne Peters from. Uh, Oh, yeah. You know, from U.S. Bombs. Um, Boy, if we haven't already pissed people off, that would do it. Yeah, but, I mean, crazy old skater, right? He'd have a million he's stories. Pretty much po- he's pretty much poisoned in the punk scene, unfortunately. Yeah, why is that again? Did he say something politically incorrect? I think he maybe incorrect? said some right-wing stuff or something. I, I don't know. Yeah, but these, Who knows? But, but these days, you know, all you have to do is say anything, and, you know, if it's not the right way to think, then you'll be criticized, and everyone will look down on you, right? I mean, who the hell yeah. knows what he said? But, uh... So here's so okay so here's here's my list and and I'm gonna I'm only gonna read you read you the the bigger names, um, because some of the names on my list honestly you won't you won't even know who they are. So I just spent an hour or so interviewing uh, Jay Navarro from the Suicide Machines and Break Anchor and Hellmouth for, um, for New Noise, and I got to tell you. Once we kind of broke through the initial veneer, mm-hmm. super cool guy. Super, I think he would have a good time with us. So I'm going to put him on that list. Okay, the Reverend, cool. Re, the Reverend Norb, the singer from Borsa Sprinkler. Yeah, that I thought you were going to say Reverend Horton Heat there for a second. I was going to say <laughs> no, thank you very much, no. Um, Bobby Steele. Bobby Steele used was, to be in the Misfits. Was an early Misfits guitar player. Yep. I think that's doable. I haven't made any. I haven't made any. Uh, haven't reached out yet. But I think he's working on something new. And if he's working on something new, he's going to want to promote it. Well, what's he been doing? What's he been doing since? since he I mean, still I, does the. He still does the undead, which was the undead, band he okay. started right after the Misfits. Okay, they've been going thirty something strong, and really are a good band, but just never resonated the way some did. Um, Joe King from the Queers. Yeah, which I was hoping to be able to put a bug in his ear next week. He's another guy, interesting dude. You know, between tours, he used to be a commercial fisherman, and you know, Gigi Allen played in one of his early bands. Has some great stories that he doesn't mind sharing. Like even if you're at a show with him in the past, at least I've had pretty good luck sitting down talking to him. Uh, Black Dahlia from 
from the dwarves. From Another the dwarves, guy yeah. who who is sort of walks this weird line of, you know, sticking his thumb in the eye of political correctness. Yeah. Uh, Tesco V. I was going to say one. Tesco V. That would be another yep, one yep. of yours. Yeah. It's another one that I think maybe might be realistic. Um, our mutual friend Dave Parasite would be on my list. Oh, yeah. From the Parasites. Um, yeah. Once again, I think he would be an interesting guy to talk to. He's had a real interesting career and I think is probably realistic. Yeah. I mean, another band that should have been much bigger than they were. Yeah. Parasites were, were yeah. definitely as good as a lot of the pop punk bands from that era that went on to be much bigger. Um, here's a, here's a name that's not as familiar, but I think it could be an interesting story. Uh, Daryl Wilson, the singer for the Bull Weevils. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's a black, he's a black guy and he's a doctor. I'm always curious to talk to like the black guys in the scene because you know, you go to shows when you're younger, right? There'd be like one black guy there. Right. Yeah. Or two black guys. Yeah. I mean, I imagine they had to take a lot of abuse from their own, you know, peers a lot of times. For yeah. Being involved yeah scene. Especially in the late, uh, late eighties, early nineties and stuff when there was a lot of right wing skinheads in the scene and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That was probably a tough time. Well, and to... Not only that, but if you go back to your black neighborhood. Yes. You know oh I mean? yeah. 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 I know you what, what you mean. Yeah. Even from your own. Yeah. Um, and there's another guy from Detroit. That's a similar story that I would actually wouldn't mind talking to, but you know, we don't know his name. Um, you and I have talked about this, uh, Mike beer, the guy who founded beer, uh, beer city records out of Milwaukee. I would, was, da- I think that would be a great a skater. Get. I think, I think, that would that, be a I think great that's get. real reasonable. I've actually yeah. had some initial conversations with him about it. Um, cliff hanger from the freeze, the singer of the freeze. I would love to talk to him. He's, he is a crazy, crazy drug addled, maniac <laughs> a drug addled maniac just the way we that, like him I, I don't think he is anymore but once again interesting story interesting guy yeah uh i've made some overtures to him he's they, they put out a record last year we've played a track or two from it uh, it was called calling all creatures but they already had major disputes with the label by the time the record came out so i'd love to allow him to tell that story when he clears the legal hurdles and like I said, I've had a real brief conversation with him about it. Um, we, we're hopefully going to have a chance to talk to somebody from Adrenaline OD uh, coming up, which is another cool band that I really like. Um, and here's here's my here are my two that I would are, are kind of at the top of my list right now. My number one guy would be Ben Weasel. Yeah, yeah, from uh, Screeching, I love, Screeching Weasel. I yep. love Screeching Weasel. Yep, and he is. Man, he has kind of established himself as like number one punk rock curmudgeon. I would say you mean more than me. <laughs> yeah, I, and I don't know that. I think I think that's probably a dream. Yeah, but but I also wouldn't mind talking to Jughead, who is the guitar player, who was the only other constant member of the band until Ben reformed the band in two thousand and left Jughead behind. Mm. So those guys are, that's, I mean, then that's not a full list. I mean, don't get me wrong. If, you know, that's a pretty Steve long Jones, list, my friend. If Steve Jones, Steve Jones wanted to come on. I'd love to talk to him, but I'm trying to be slightly realistic. Well, well see that, see, that's interesting because, um, like I was saying before, there were some people, they might be famous that I don't think I would want to interview because I don't think it would be that interesting. And I'd... You don't think you'd roll with us? Well, you don't think I mean, Steve Jones would roll with us? Steve Jones might. You might not be able to understand the word he's saying, so that might be up to me. I'd have to translate. <laughs> um, he was a guitarist in the Sex Pistols for anybody that's not getting that out there. Um, but I like Jello Biafra, for example. I just, mm-hmm. I just don't think, I just don't think I'd have a good time interviewing him. I mean, I don't. I, I... So, I mean... Yeah, well, the thing with Jello, 
you know, I, when you listen to our, our interviews, it's like we're all trying to edge our way in. It's like trying to get a word in edgewise. Right. And with Todd, it was very difficult because he's a bigger than he's a bigger than life guy. And we were just also and with Jello, man, you imagine trying to get a word. I think you ask him one question, you just go to sleep, right? Right. And he'd be go be going on about yeah, government and all kinds of stuff like <laughs> that. I just when when I ran for mayor of San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, with the with the Jello impression, very Almost very as good. good. As Todd's impression of you with your beret and your uh... <laughs> what the hell was that? What was that? <laughs> your about? vinyl. Remember, he was making only listening to vinyl. Your yes, oh, that's matter. right. Yeah, that's right. He was, wasn't he? Yeah, doesn't matter. That was pretty good. Doesn't matter. Yep. Awesome. But yeah. Well, so so who's your? I mean, if you could talk to anybody, who who you want to talk to? Because we talked like like Mike Ness would be in a lot of ways would be very great because we love Mike Ness, but we know he's not a good interview. Right? Yeah, I've seen numerous or like interviews a Glenn with Danzig. Him. I love Glenn Danzig, right? But the guy, I, I don't think he'd be a very good interview. I'd rather have Jerry. He's more of a loose cannon. Uh, I don't think I'd like either one of them to tell you the truth. I think no. they'd both be kind of weird, but in different ways. I mean, I know you're a huge Glenn Danzig fan, so that would probably be a great thing for you, right? Um, yeah, I don't but... think we're getting him. No, I, I don't think we are, but I, I also don't think it would be particularly interesting. I, I mean, I mm. don't. I just don't. Um, maybe someone else in the... Like, what was it? Was the old singer? Michael Graves, that part-time singer. Now, he might Seriously? have some good stories. No, I'm just saying he might have some good stories. Seriously, you know? Neil? Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> And maybe he wouldn't be afraid to dish the dirt. On exactly. Jerry and Doyle. That's exactly what I'm thinking. When right? I when I saw the when I so I saw the undead at Reggie's a few years back. You and I you and I didn't know each other yet. It's too bad because we would have had a great time because we actually went up to the Metro to see the 88 Fingers Louis album release show, mm-hmm. which they had the uh, Lillingtons opening. So we saw Lillingtons and we watched about half the 88 Fingers Louis, and then we jumped on the subway and ran back down to. Reggie's and watched the undead in the small room, which, but there was some kind of a country concert or something at Wrigley and the subway. It was, it was unbelievable. It looked like, yeah, that can know. be, it can be a nightmare down there. Anyway, well, we even made it, we made it work game, and it was an amazing show. And Bobby was really cool about meeting with everybody after the show and talking to him and he's a super nice guy. And his wife is in the band and she seems like she's really kind of, you know, one of the main things that, keeps it going i mean i don't mean like in a bad like yoko ono way mm-hmm. i mean more like if it wasn't for her i don't know that bobby would be doing this anymore and uh i tried to bait him into like talking some trash about like how much better guitar player he is than doyle mm-hmm. and he's like and they're buddies and, and he really liked doyle and he wouldn't say a bad word about him I'm like oh that's cool i guess well, probably I, was because, be, probably because I mean doyle i was kind could... of being a dick anyway trying to get him to say something bad i mean what's 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 it for me i was just you know just baiting him Doyle could probably beat his ass anyway, so that's why Dude, he didn't want Doyle to say anything, right? Dude, Doyle could probably eat us for breakfast if he wasn't a vegan. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a monster. He's 50. He just turned 50 or 51 or something, and he looks, man. Yeah, he looks yeah. like a pro wrestler, doesn't he? I mean, the guy's he massive. Yeah. And uh, he was he was actually supposed to play in town here with his band, which I've never seen and don't know anything about. And I was actually thinking about going, but it got postponed till fall, story of my life. Hmm. And even then, you know, they're postponing all this up till fall. But you know, if it's a multi-band package, there's no guarantee it's going to be able. They're going to be able to put these back together, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. So, I mean, do, do the Undead put stuff out? Because I don't think I've seen. Uh, they put I think out I... a seven-inch a couple years ago called "Having an Undead Summer," which is kind of a surfy seven-inch. It's good, real good. You'd like it. Okay, because I, I think I've got a CD of theirs somewhere, but I mean, I know that's from ages ago. So they put out a few albums originally. You know, I, 
because it was I think there was always some bad blood between him and Danzig, I thought. But the fact of the matter is, like the first album or two by the Undead, I think were was on Danzig's label. So they must have been civil. Well, so when did when did Bobby Steele leave? I don't know if he was left or was thrown out or what, like eighty one. Like he played on horror business. Like but was he on Walk Among Us? No, no, no. Okay. That was uh that was I believe that was uh Doyle, wasn't it? Well, he's on the cut. He's on the sleeve, but um, I didn't know if he actually played. I thought maybe it was one of those things like, yeah, they think Sid Vicious played on Nevermind the Bollocks, but he actually didn't. You know, that well, kind he played of thing. on a couple songs, didn't he? Oh, Sid. Yeah. No, supposedly he was unplugged, and uh, Steve Jones played. Steve Jones played all the bass on uh, Nevermind. Oh, is the that Bollocks. right? Yep. Hmm. I thought that my understanding was Sid played in a couple. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm not. I guess I'm not 100 percent positive on that. But like, you know, the first full album that never came out in time was the. Static Age album, and that had a guy named French, Frenchy, Frenchy, yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Bobby Steele played on Horror Business, the, that seven-inch EP. I think that might have been the biggest thing he played on. But he was definitely a really, he was a real guitar player. The thing with Doyle, I think Doyle is just kind of a basher. See like that? I don't think he, he don't play, doesn't play lead guitar or anything because like the the misfits tour that's going on they have a second guitar player who i think does a lot of the heavy lifting yeah that's or not a, tour, but the reunion um the, the one time i saw that michael graves era misfits yep. um i never seen i don't think i'd ever seen as, as poor of a guitarist as doyle because he didn't even seem to play like you said he just seemed to bash his guitar all the time yeah he's a rhythm he's definitely what you would call, what you would generously call a rhythm guitar player yeah <laughs> yeah very, very not generous a, not a lead yes. guitar player. where bobby Steele yeah. really is a is a rock and roll guitar player he can really yeah, and his last EP, so they kind of embraced like this kind of Adams Family type aesthetic. Um, so it's like Misfits, but not trying to be evil, more trying to be kind of not funny, Goof, but like you goofy. know, yeah, goofy or lighthearted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's funny because, and it's got kind of a rockabilly, surfability kind of thing going on, and it kind of works for him. It, it's actually to me is more graceful to see a guy who's sixty years old playing like that than to see Danzig out there, you know, screaming about death comes ripping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which kind of yeah. over yeah, yeah. serious. Yeah, for sure. But I, I love the Misfits, and, you know, I, I just picked up a new vinyl copy of Earth AD, which has always been my least favorite Misfits album, but I tell you, it sounds good on vinyl. It's hmm. a lot. It sounds good. Yeah, I never I never really liked that one either, to tell you the truth. Hmm. But, yeah, uh, it's like Proto Thrash. Yeah, yeah, it was too much, too much for yeah. me. Yeah. So, um, I don't what are know. We doing? Yeah. Are we going to talk about, okay. Are you done with that whole live video thing that you were talking about? Cause you said, oh, I think cause we you left said, that in the dust a long, <laughs> well, we, long time back. Well, we did. And unfortunately I did it to you. Right. Cause you said code orange kids and I said, ah, cock. And it went off on a completely different direction. So I don't know if there's something else you wanted to say about code orange. Control. It's okay. Yeah. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to say about code orange though. Cause you never got to finish that thought. No, I was, I just, well, what, what the thing I was, where I was going with that was their, their album release show got canceled. Okay. And they wrote this long, pretentious statement about how they've been planning to, how to present their music now and blah, blah, blah. But they ended up having their album release show with no people. Hmm. Interesting. But it's, uh, and I mean, that's the only way these bands sell units anymore. You know, it, there was a time, like in the 90s, bands, other uh, small punk bands did, but the bigger bands who were playing like the legit big clubs and arenas and stuff, you couldn't buy an album from them. Right. And yeah. now everybody has albums again. I mean, I swear, I probably buy like 
forty percent of the stuff I buy, I probably buy at shows anymore. No, that's a very good point, actually. For people that don't go to punk to a lot of punk shows these days, we should we should explain that. So yeah, so I mean the merch thing has become a lifeline for the bands. I mean that's how they yeah. make money. They don't make money yeah, if you with want to album help a band sales. Get to the next city, buy yeah. Some stuff. So they'll you know so back in the day. There might there be t at least in England there'd be t-shirts and badges and that would be it, but these days yeah you'll have your t-shirts and badges but they'll also have stickers they'll also have like koozies but they'll also have a lot of the vinyl you know the yep. vinyls or and CD CDs, and CDs yeah. and stuff like that because usually pretty reasonably priced for yeah. being honest and some like, and, and sometimes it'll even be a special you know like a special color of vinyl that you can only get live at the show from right the band. so yeah, yeah from the band and you know sometimes you can get the band to sign it if you're into that kind of thing. Um, so that's how the bands make a lot of money. Um, all make money to go on to the next to the next show. So we we'll always always try and stop and buy something at the merch at the merch stall because they're only getting a very small percentage of the ticket, if any, right? Yeah, so, sometimes they have to pay a portion of their merch too. Yeah, these days at the bigger yeah. venue, the real big venues. Yeah. But no, I've always like I said, I, I I don't mind giving a traveling band my money, and I always sometimes when I used to write reviews or if I ever get to go to a live show again. And I write some more <laughs> reviews. At the I, end, I would do yeah. this little blurb called "Confessions of a Merch Whore," mm. because I I do love buying. I love buying stuff. Well, Not so, so many T-shirts anymore because I have so many T-shirts, but I do like to buy a record or a patch or well, you know, whatever I can get. See, that's see for me, it's like. Yeah, I have an awful lot of T-shirts, but if there's a T-shirt that's a cool design and they're reasonable, not reasonably priced, but if they're not forty bucks, you know, yeah. um, I'll buy it. Just sometimes yeah, even just for the design. But if um, something if something strikes my fancy, I'll still buy it. Yeah. See, the problem with buying the vinyl is, uh, do you buy it early so then you got to carry the damn thing throughout the show, uh, or do you hope that they hasn't all sold out by the time the show's finished and you go back over there? You know the, what I mean? The, the canceled sloppy second show. I had a plan. I was gonna go buy it, go in there, buy all the vinyl, carry it out to my car, put it in the trunk and come back to the show yeah now i don't have to worry about it yeah now you have to might might have to mail order it if you want to get that vinyl Goddamn i don't it. know what well, i'm going to do yet are, are you are you a are you a get the band to sign it person or do you not care I about that i'm not okay i never really got into that at all now i have um like a publicity 12 inch black and white photo of sloppy seconds that i got signed a few years ago when we saw them mm-hmm. but i don't but yeah and i have it at my desk at work in my cubicle my corn, my cubicle that I'm going to put plastic wrap around so nobody can come in and breathe on me. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've never, uh, and and I probably should get into that a little more. But I just, I don't know. I, you know, I guess at the end of the day, uh, punk rock to me is a very egalitarian kind of a thing. And you know, I would rather go talk to a guy for a few minutes and have a nice conversation than get his autograph. And I would, <clears throat> I would 100% agree with that. Except for some of my most precious possessions now are ones that I actually did get autographed by the band because or the or the singer because they're dead now. Yeah. So you know, like I got something that was signed to me by Stiv by Stiv Baders, you know, mm. and um, you know, he even personalized it to me. So even though at the time that seemed kind of lame, but now I couldn't be happier that I have that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, well, go ahead. No, I was gonna say I I think I've mentioned before that I I like to do that with books if I have yeah. I mean, I, just because, I don't know, it doesn't script the cover. They can open it up and <laughs> like, sign it on the inside. Yeah, one of my most famous uh, favorite possessions is probably I got a book signed by Morrissey. So that's uh, mm. that's that's a good one for me. You didn't burn I, that? I have to. 
burn it. Oh, now I'm going to frame it is what I'm going to do. That's I'm going in kidding. frame. I, I've, been, I've been so hard, <clears throat> trying so hard to avoid getting into any Morrissey talk on this show. <laughs> because I think nothing will turn people off faster than Morrissey talk. So. And uh, uh, Neil, Neil's know, a big man. Morrissey fan. And if you want to get into an argument on the internet, say something bad about Morrissey. Yeah, I'll defend him to the death. And Neil will, will waste his precious precious breath arguing with you on the oh internet. dude i was doing it i was doing it just yesterday because he has a new album it's not actually out yet but i've actually got a Wait, pre-release of prolific, it isn't he? he is he is pretty prolific for, for everyone's like oh he, he cancels all his concerts blah 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 yeah he puts out like a new album every year so shut the fuck up um, he only cancels his concert if they want to serve a hot dog or something <laughs> or if there's coronavirus <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I know you love Morrissey, but the fact of the matter is, I bet you if you ever met him face to face, you'd be so disappointed. Oh yeah, I'm sure he's a, I'm, I'm sure he is, but that's exactly what I want. Now I probably did meet him face to face back in because I was in Manchester in eighty one, eighty two. So before oh, yeah. when the Smiths, I mean, I saw the Smiths second or third gig for God's sakes, <laughs> um, but not, I wasn't there for them. Funnily I enough, doubt he but... was even a small portion of the pretentious bore that he is now back in those days, right? Uh, you, you call him a pretentious bore? Is that well, really, is that really thing, what you're doing? Here's the thing with Morrissey. I respect <laughs> him as an artist, but I suspect he's a pretty big blowhard. He just doesn't you know, like... I don't, I'm not going to call him a white nationalist and all that stuff, because you and I both, we've talked about that. I think yeah. that stuff is Nonsense. really overdone. Everybody wants to make politics so black and white. He's a complicated man, you know? Well, yeah, I and mean, like his new album is called I'm Not a Dog on a Chain, so... That's good that's name for the, now. That's the name of his, of his new album. Yeah, but um, his crooning is definitely an acquired taste. Where are we? I don't this, know. This Should went off the rails songs? completely again. Completely Pretty off much. the rails. Yeah. Probably time to let people go home and go to their places of business and worship <laughs> and whatnot. Go, go to their bunkers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> go to their bunkers and put on their masks. And is it my turn to play a song? Or are we done with songs? It is. No, it's your turn. You can play us out with something, my friend. Um, I had a couple of suggestions. I don't know. If, well, if it you sounds like we might be quarantined for months, if not years. So we'll have plenty of time. Yeah. Might even be able to dig into some of those great discharge tracks about like nuclear sickness. But do you have something picked out you want to play? Yeah, let's do the let's do that bad religion song I was talking about. I know you're not a huge you're not not a big bad religion guy, right? Uh, yeah, it's okay. I can I can take them or leave them. Um, what song was it again? Infected. Let's Infected. Do bad, okay, bad religion. Infected. It's a cool song. Okay, here we go. Kind bad of at religion. the end of their first run before they started to have that brief period of sucking before they got good again. So what 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 year are we talking about? You think? Oh, around 2000 or so, late okay. 90s maybe. Okay, so here you go, Bad Religion. So and... Infected from, this is from Stranger Than Fiction, I think. Yeah, I think Stranger Than Fiction. Okay, Infected by Bad Religion.
Okay. Don't get infected. Don't Add get religion. infected. No, yeah. we can't afford to lose a single listener. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. That we don't. We don't know. How, we have no idea how many of you there are, but we can't <laughs> afford to lose a single one. But unfortunately, I think most of them are pretty old. So <laughs> yeah, it's true. They're all in the. They're all in the four percent, fourth percentile for um, more mortality. Yeah, them. yeah. You're all in the demographic guy, so we take care of each other. All right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Hand washing, etc. Your toilet paper and your hand cleanser, and yeah, and wash those. Well, wash those hands. We'll ride this ride this thing out. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So we'll uh, all talk to you. We'll talk Punk to till you I next die week. Podcast on Facebook and uh, Punk Till I Die seventy seven at gmail dot com. Yeah, reach out. Let us know because we'll uh, let us know what you've been listening to and let us know what you're what you're planning on doing through this. Uh... Next next week, we'll try to remind try to remember to tell you what we think about the Diesel Queens. The, yes, the Diesel Queens, and I'll give the Darbs a listen to as well. So yeah, we'll, we'll listen. To, we'll listen to that. All right, buddy. Listen, we'll uh, we'll we'll end it here, and uh, everybody stay free, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. See ya. Okay. Bye bye.